everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Hi, welcome to Scare Blast Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Burton, and today I am joined by the wonderful, the great, the comedic, the friendly, the Pop Fury, uh, previous Pop Fury podcast host, Mr. Sammy Tamimi. Hey, everyone. I'm back, and we're not talking about lady parts this time, and I'm very excited. <laughs> this year, we are talking about the 2013 movie, The Conjuring. Oh, Lisa, thank you so much, because when I saw this movie was free, I got really excited. When I was younger, uh, back in the 80s, because I'm an old man, I loved going to the v- video store and get VHS tapes, or Betamax, and just get scary movies just based on the covers. And what I originally uh, gravitated to were like zombie movies or vampire movies. Uh, then I got into kind of gory movies. But as I got older, uh, it became like, you know, as we spoke before, it became like more gore porn movies. And I'm like, no, I don't like those. So I, one of the great things about this movie is that James Wan... Uh, who directed the first Saw movie and unintentionally started the whole gore porn sort of uh, genre, he's like, no, no more of this. And so he made this wonderful movie, The Conjuring, which got rated R not because of gore, not because of violence, but because it was so scary. Uh, A family in a small home get haunted by the ghost of a witch or a demon of a witch. They call on professional investigators, Ed and Lorraine Warren, and they get rid of the, spoiler warning, they get rid of the ghost. What are you guys? Well, we've been called ghost hunters, paranormal researchers. But we prefer to be known simply as Ed and Lorraine Warren. On a scale of one to five daughters, I rate this movie a perfect five daughters. Lisa, I was noting these things when I was watching it last night. And I was like, this is like a master class. Uh, here are all the things it hits uh, in the movie. It hits House, creepy house in the woods, scary dolls, dead animals, creepy basement, things under the bed, unexplained bruises, things going bump in the night, things in the closet, things in dark corners, doors opening and closing by themselves, not being able to protect your family, being afraid of hurting your family, scary tape recordings, laundry blowing away, which I don't know how scary that is for some people, and of course, a creepy music box. Yeah. Not to mention, like, you were, uh, like, the witchcraft of this, like, that's so cool, and the how it's all cool lisa or satanic <laughs> um can't they be the same thing <laughs> can't they be the same thing anyway the um yeah i just loved how again this is another like you've chosen i feel like another sort of feminist type scary movie where it's um you know last year we talked about teeth yikes and this year <laughs> And then this year we get to talk about this movie, which has, uh, which all of the horror happens to females basically by a witch who, you know, clearly is a female. And it's all about like mothers hurting their kids. And I thought that was really interesting. I, I am, I babysit a lot. And so I find it really fascinating that idea that like, you know, when you have kids, I mean, you don't have kids, I don't have kids, but when you have kids, I feel like, there are definitely moments where you want to hurt them, right? <laughs> well, there's, you're just like, shut up. Yeah. Why won't you listen to me? Yeah. What is your deal? Yeah. I'm sorry, officer. I didn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, do you take care of kids or do you hang out with kids? Uh, I don't take care of kids. Uh, when I used to coach tennis, a lot I used to do like younger kid lessons where I had a lot of uh, parents who had younger kids running around. And it's just like, I just want to talk to you and treat you like a little adult 
because I believe in the European. Yeah, absolutely. Then the demon would come into me. The, <laughs> the tennis witch. The tennis witch. And I fully invited the tennis witch in. <laughs> and don't forget the doll, Annabelle, is also female. Yes. Yeah. And the whole bit at the beginning, too, where all the women, all the women were haunted by Annabelle. It's like women. And that, yeah, I don't know if it's like being a strong female thing or if they're trying to say in this that women are weaker and so they're more susceptible to those. Why not both? It could be both. <laughs> we can have Rick and eat it this entire podcast. <laughs> yeah, the, um, yeah, I just, I, this movie is so good. And it's just like, I, and it also touches on what happens to you in the afterlife. Like what, I don't know. What do you think this movie says about when you die? What happens to you when you die? No, that's interesting. I never got that from this movie, but I did see it, it did really hit home the theme of love, familial love, and how can, that can overcome any outside force. Like, she fought off the possession by remembering a great day with her daughter. Uh, Lorraine was like, I'm, I've got to save my daughter, and rushing home. I feel, i, I got to protect my daughter. And, you know, of course, the fathers do some things, but they are pretty ineffectual in this movie, guys. Except for the one moment when Ed Lorraine grabs his daughter out of the way of a flying chair. I mean, oh, come on, guys. That's, that's the least you could do as a dad. <laughs> uh, but I think it was more about the familial love in this movie. I, I didn't get much about the afterlife. I mean, they're in a creepy house. There's this unexplained sounds. They're like, oh, that, that's okay. Uh, like the little yank on the leg, the cold air or the bad smells. Or, oh, that's a weird bruise. And it, meanwhile, you're like, oh, my God, they don't see what's coming. Do you think they were haunted by ghosts or demons? Demons. Demons. Because they really leaned hard into the whole possession thing. Like the, uh, what is it, infestation, oppression, then possession uh, rubric they introduced. And then do you think that it was decidedly the witch that turns all those ghosts into demons or like those people's souls? I don't know. Because I was asking myself that just kind of, I know this is like caught up in the logistics of the unknown, but I'm curious to know your thoughts on like, how did you, um, how did you justify how haunted and mad all of these ghosts were? All right, well, there were all the victim ghosts, and they were never doing anything bad. They were just suffering. So there's Rory, the closet ghost, as I call them. Uh, there is the nurse, oh, I'm sorry, not the nurse, the maid who committed suicide, and she was just like, oh. And then there was a the mother in the basement. It's like, she made me do this. So all the victims weren't really trying to be scary. They just, they were scary, but they weren't trying to haunt or harm the family. They were just caught and bound up in this evil place. The demon, Bathsheba, witch, whatever you want to call her, that was the main uh, demon. So I think she's the only one who had ill intent. Wow. And, and then I, she, I guess she worked with Annabelle. I guess they hung out together, right? They, <laughs> they had a little party at the Warren's home? Yes. And let's talk about that. If I, I get it. You're a demonologist. You know, we need to protect people. Let's take all this evil shit and put it in our home with our daughter. Ed and Lorraine, come on. But I'll say this. That is, like, on my bucket list. That museum in Connecticut is on my bucket list to go check out. No, I, I assume you've done research about the horrible things that have happened there. Mm -hmm. uh, and for folks who don't know, like, the actual Annabelle 
doll is there in a case. It's actually a Raggedy Ann doll, which doesn't look scary, but word has it, like some people were like, oh, pff, this thing doesn't scare me, blah, blah, blah. or they talk smack to the doll or tap the case, and those people have died. Yeah, That's and those people like are in horrific accidents on their way out the door, or they die in a motorcycle accident on the way home, or, yeah, it's real spooky. Just the, um, uh, what's that called? Like the, um, it's, this is going to be one of those, like, things that I can't remember, like a word I can't remember. Uh, these, nope, I want to say sarcasm, superstition. The superstition around that is really, um, strong. It, it always also makes me wonder if it's the superstition of that, that, makes people feel that way in the moment, like um, like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Do you know what I mean? Or confirmation bias. Like something bad happened to me, and I just said something bad about this doll. Yeah. I mean, like I was watching The Conjuring. I was getting ready to watch The Conjuring this week, guys, and my computer died. Yikes! And I'm like, I can't watch this movie because my computer's dead. What? Is it because the witch knows? Witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the first third of this movie is... Perfect. Middle third is great. Last third, I have some issues with. Well, it's tough. I understand what they did with the third act. And for me, the third act, or fifth act, I'm not a screenwriter, uh, was, you know, when they actually started doing battle during the exorcism. And just a little bit before that, I do enjoy the investigative process and kind of finding out what you're dealing with and, like, trying to rationalize it and understand it and figure it all out. You're like, okay, this is what we're dealing with. This is our battle plan. But I guess when you finally get down to it and you're like, we're actually battling with it, you're like, mm, okay, Listen, all right. I guess it's not as fun to see them actually exercise the demon as the idea of fighting against this ephemeral idea of a demon. Yeah, because you, with, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. It's always like the why that's always a little disappointing of these things, right? And when it's revealed for what it is, um, that's always a little disappointing because what you like about scary movies, or at least what I like about scary movies, is the not knowing, is the buildup, which is also why I love paranormal activity. Um, and there are a few alternative endings to paranormal activity. Amazingly, like they, they shot several. Yeah. But I love, and there's like, there's one specifically that I love, but it's because it doesn't explain anything. It shows you some weird bullshit that happens at the end, right? Like, almost more fucked up than the rest of the movie. And then you walk away being like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, that, what is happening with the world? Like, how did that explain anything? And the answer is it didn't explain anything. So with, like, this movie and the huge issue I have with Haunting in Connecticut, too, I compare these two because they're kind of similar. It's like a big family moved into a house. They're haunted by something that happened on the property. Oh, and like I said, there's a lot of archetypal things in this. Mm -hmm. and, and it's weird because you got to think Ed and Lorraine Warren, a lot of those stories are based on their novels and stories. So it's kind of like a recursive circle. It's like, well, here's the original. And we're building on the original, but now we're going back to the original, but we're kind of building on things that have come from that. It's, it's that weird thing. It's really well done. Uh, again, my issues with the final act are just like, all right, we're going we're gonna to do battle with it. And, and the tone, I guess maybe the tone of the movie changes so much. It becomes more like an action scary movie, like, hold her down, oh no, the shotgun's falling down, and get the kid out of the, the, the tunnel chase. And like, it, yeah, and it feels like it always kind of has to come down to that, right? If you're exercising a ghost, that is what you end up having to do. So would you have done anything different with the end? 
I would really, ha- I was not expecting this question because uh, I, I, I really get, I give deep thought. I would, I understand why they had it in body and you fight against Lily Taylor. I don't, I don't, first of all, I need to, I need to put this out there. I love Lily Taylor. She is amazing. She was one of my first movie crushes all the way from Dogfight when she did little indie movies. Uh, one of the reasons I love, I wanted to see this movie is like, Lily Taylor, oh my God, uh, still killing it in her late 40s, still killing it, loving her. Uh, even when she had demon face, I'm like, Lily Taylor, you're still beautiful. So they make her a demon. Uh, can you do the last service movie without them actually fighting Lily Taylor in demon makeup? Possibly, and I would have probably enjoyed that more. Them fighting an entity versus like makeup Lily Taylor. Yeah, so you would have rather had them fighting the entity itself? Mm-hmm. Okay, I see that, I see that. Yeah, I'm just like imagining how that that would kind of play out. Or, yeah, there are so many other options than having demon makeup Lily Taylor. I get, I get it. she personalizes like the inner struggle. She brings the inner struggle outwards and also like, you know, man versus man, man versus nature. I mean, all that good stuff. And the studio took a chance on the script because it's been in, it had been in production for like 20 years. So at a certain point, they're like, all right, what do you want? What's your notes? Fine. Fine. If that's what you have to do to make this movie, fine. Yeah. And then you, you also like, you, yeah. And then for a second too, you question whether or not she's going to die during that scene because she's so strained during that whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough because these movies ultimately always end up having to turn into like action thriller type movies right at the end, like right when you're about to leave the audience with something. Yeah, has there been? Now, you've done 30-plus movies last year. You're doing another third this year. Mm-hmm. Have any of these scary movies not devolved into some sort of action combat sequence at the end? Yeah, I would say, I would say, uh, I would say Paranormal Activity is a good example of one. Um, but multi- multiple, there are multiple ghost movies that don't devolve into that. I mean, Babadook kind of does, but what they leave you with is that you end up having to live with the ghost or the monster that lives there anyway. Mm-hmm. There are, um, there's Drag Me to Hell that kind of also devolves into that, but then it, it just like swallows them at the end. Um, and I think those are my favorite scary movies. Uh, not, I'm not spoiling It Follows, but it does have that kind of action-y stuff at the end. But then, it, as you mentioned in these other movies, you end up having this ominous existential dread because did we win? Are we yeah. living with it? Could it come back? Will it follow? Yes, and I prefer those types of endings. Those are my favorite types of endings of those scary movies. Yeah, because it's not a clear-cut victory. It's like, we won for now. Yeah, because I feel like what you've set up is that ghosts exist, and ghosts are kind of all around us and existing. And unless you want to get into sort of the comedy ghost realm of, like, Ghostbusters or Ghost Dad or those movies where it's like, oh, the ghosts just need to be shown the light or they need like, uh, or heart and souls where you've got these, this wonderful amalgamation of ghosts that have like one last thing to do on earth before they can go to heaven. And I think that is the realm that these types of movies take sometimes at the end for me, where it's, takes that turn and all of a sudden everything is explained away and and it was totally solvable from the beginning why didn't we do that at the beginning um well first of all i was amazed by the amount of research not only 
only they did, but the actors did, and uh, how much Lorraine Warren made herself available to the production. And the creepy things that happened while they were interviewing her, like they'd call her on the phone and talk to her about it, and then they'd hear weird sounds on the phone and it'd disconnect. So it freaked me out. Uh, also, like, I'm forgetting her name, Vera Farmesia, who was a wonderful actor. She played uh, Lorraine Warren. Like, she went and hung out with Lorraine Warren to kind of get her mannerisms down. I'm like, wow, this, all this for like a little scary movie. And when I say little, it only cost $20 million. And they also uh, shot it chronologically, which is amazing for a film because that's something you very rarely do. Now my questions for them would be like, uh, the daughters have said in interviews, not all of the haunting stuff is in the movie. And actually there's some more scarier stuff that's not in it. I'm like, what is not in this? That's yeah. scarier. Ugh. Well, and wasn't it, was it this family that was interviewed by like Donahue in the 90s about Ooh. this event? There were, yeah, there have been a couple of families that were interviewed by Donahue. I think the Perone family was also one of those families. I do find it fascinating that the family names were kept like Perone, unless those are changed for the end, but they showed them as the family. Like, that is they their show name. a picture at the end, Perone family. Um, so keeping those names, I mean, I think that's that's brave and also, uh, you know, an interesting testament to how much they believe in what was happening to them. Well, we always knew the Perone family was going to overcome this because Cindy Perone was Murph from Interstellar. <laughs> Murph, Murph, don't go, Murph, come back. <laughs> so we knew, we knew everything was going to work out fine. <laughs> Uh, despite everything that she went through, she would ultimately become an astronaut. <laughs> oh, I, side tangent, but the the sheriff in this, such strong vibes and echoes, even though it was the antecedent to the Stranger Things uh, sheriff. I don't know if you've seen Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. But I was like, I literally, like, I saw this sheriff, the cop doing his thing. I'm like, is that the same actor? That, <laughs> it was like so of the same performance yes i'm just a country sh uh, sheriff i'm down to earth i don't believe in the spirit stuff a weird stuff's happening i'm gonna handle it yeah and i bet they just have like a whole shelf full of those sheriffs where they just like <laughs> draw from them or put them all up on the wall and and throw a dart at them and they're like cool this guy's getting hired for this this movie is a great date movie because it has everything i'm like Obviously, if the, the person you're with does not like scary movies, they're not going to like this movie. But if something, oh, I like suspense, I love, there's relationship stuff. It's not just all about, ooh, spooks, blah, blah, blah. There's an actual, there's character development. I also uh, like that the husband didn't immediately say to the wife, like, gaslight her. And he didn't do that. I mean, maybe just for a minute, just to be, just to be the devil's advocate, no pun intended, but to be that, uh, the devil's advocate to just for a second be like, are you sure this is happening? And she's like, yes, yes, it's happening. He immediately was on board instead of for the whole rest of the movie, gaslighting her into making her think it wasn't happening. Like happens very frequently in it, scary movies. It's so great. It's Ron Livingston from Office Space. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. We were watching it last night and Tim had his back turned because he does not like scary movies. And he, like, from over his shoulder was like, is that the Office Space guy? I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. It's the Office Space guy. I, I think it's a great movie just, like, to cuddle up with someone and watch it unless they're Tim and they're scared and they turn their back to it. Uh, because uh, there's a little bit of everything. Uh, but, and it's so well done. I mean, 
they made it for $20 million. It made over $300 million worldwide. So if you're saying, I don't know, it's just a horror movie, it's one of the most popular horror movies of all time. It's really, really good. It is well done. It's up there on my list of best horror movies ever. I agree. It's one of my favorites because I love supernatural horror. I think this is a well-done supernatural horror movie. Thanks so much for choosing it, Sammy Tamimi. No problem. Uh, The only thing that I think was even scarier in this uh, film than the actual demon was the thought of having five daughters. Spooky! (laughs) 